Hello, and welcome to Level Up and Friends. Uh, we're continuing our free comic book day preview extravaganza for 2023. Um, this week, I'm being joined by our musical guest this year, uh, Super Thrash Brothers. As usual, I'm Scott, and today I'm joined by... I'm Nick, the bassist, better known as Skull Kid. Uh, and I'm the poke collector, play guitar. Nice, I've got a couple of Zelda characters here with me today. Oh, yeah. Um, so how long have you guys been playing music? Uh, with Thrash Bros in general, it's been 2016, so seven-ish years, seven like that. And then individually, we got to be working on, what, 2005, 2006? I think, think it started. It was 12 years old. Yeah, like 17, yeah. 15, 17 years. Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere 17, almost 18 years. Quite a while. Yeah, it started, once you start thinking about uh, how many years something's been, wow, I guess it has been. You guys are coming up on a decade then. Yeah, yeah, it seems yeah. that way. Huh? Um, why, uh, why, why become a video game cover band? Uh, it was kind of just an opportunity that popped up. I mean, for me personally, it was an opportunity that popped up. It was like, I remember being younger, probably 14, 15. And I remember wanting to play like Green Hill Zone from Sonic, you, you know, just some stuff that came up like, oh, this would be a cool idea. And then you just forget about it. You just never get around to it. Nobody else is doing it, whatever the case may be. And then a couple of years later is when uh, that opportunity popped up. It was it was Ryan Mega Man said something and uh, said something on Facebook actually there was there was a post he made and everybody almost everybody that's in Thrash Bros now hopped right on that I I remember answering that immediately I popped right on that and I was like dibs on bass and that's <laughs> <laughs> that's how that started but it's it's a combination of things that you enjoy doing. You know, they just happened to go hand in hand very well. The music, especially for some of this older stuff, was written, you know, only written with a couple channels, but it, it had to be written very well. Not that the new stuff isn't good, but, like, the old stuff had to be written that way to sound good, so it just translates very well. That's cool. Yeah. Um, why, why did you guys choose to perf a, perform as character, as video game characters? And why did you pick the characters you did? Because I know we, you, you're both Zelda like characters from Zelda, but like none of you are like the main character, mm. you know. Like Skull Kid in Ocarina of Time is like an easily missable little side thing. Mm hmm. Um. Well. <laughs> try try not to be uh, too cliche about it. You know. I mean, <laughs> back in the day when we first picked characters, I, I think we originally picked characters for, I couldn't actually tell you the reason. I think we just thought it would be funny and just decided to do it. Like we would stand out more or, or something. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't take this seriously at all when we started. Like it was, it was a joke. We were playing this as like, uh, as like a show between other bands that we were playing in at shows like we all had like two or three bands 
that were playing at these shows. And then we would all just kind of like scramble and play this one real quick in the middle of it and then go back to what we were doing. So it was just to be, it was just to be funny at first, but, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you why I picked the Majora mask specifically. I remember I wanted something over my face, I, I believe is what that was. And then that was the one that popped to mind specifically. And then over time, it just revolved, you know, it just evolved. I ended up doing the whole costume and then changed it over to the old school uh, Skull Kid mask. Um, I mean, Poe Collector. But yeah, I was the Sheik first, but... Yeah, he was, he was uh, Sheik first. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was easy. To, well, first, the Sheik was easy to uh, move in. I could see, and I could move, and I like to move when I play. Uh, the Poe Collector is just a little more uh, sinister, I guess. It's cooler. I don't know. It's a, it's a little more around my style, so that's kind of what I went with. Makes sense. That's really it. I don't have anything special about that. <laughs> to be honest with you, it looks cool in the lights. Looks cool on the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. And I got yeah. the giant red dot. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. When when you're on stage and like I said, you know, a, a while ago, like we play really well with the lights off for whatever reason. When if you come to see us and the and the lights are off, it's an entirely different show. It's really cool. It just the whole vibe changes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like you said, you've had different iterations of your costume over the years. Like, how, how do you make them? Or do you guys, like, or they're not off the rack, obviously, but because I've never seen Poe Collector at uh, Spirit Halloween. <laughs> I mean, I wish I lived in a world where, like, we could, because that would be awesome. Oh, that would be convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and cheaper. It would be a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah no, that's all... It's all pretty much handmade. I mean, or at least now it is. Like, like we were doing, like for a while we were just using like bits and pieces of whatever we would find around. And then we started getting into like doing it in layers, like morph suits and then other stuff on top of that. And then it just started getting into like, like the whole Skull Kid costume that you see, I, I sewed that from I cut it, measured it, sewed it. I made it myself. It took me like a week. I just stayed up for like a week straight just making it. Yeah. Uh, the masks, I usually, I had them custom made. I was buying them from from people that knew how to like resin cast when I, you know, I didn't know how to do any of that. So I had these people make it and I was paying like, like 250 per mask, I think. And I went through like three of them. Oh, and then... Yeah, and then I ended up coming to the Skull Kid mask. It was forty bucks. But I think I had yeah. somebody resin cast that too. But then we we mo- you know we modified it. Like we stuck the LEDs in it and put the black mesh behind it. Like made it really, made it really cool. You know, try to make it as true as possible, um, while also making it. So like he said, so you can move in it is that's usually a challenge. Is trying to make it look the same, but making it so you can also use it is very difficult for these things oh yeah i'm sure when they designed this you know better part of 30 years ago at nintendo they weren't thinking someone was actually needed to move around (laughs) again that would be extremely convenient Mm -hmm. i say the the what the poe collector in the games what what, like two animations swings his legs and he shakes his thing yeah he's sitting down yeah (laughs) that doesn't help (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, but um, I mean that's cool. Like I something people don't even think about. Like that's an extra challenge beyond just like if you were a normal cosplayer. Like being able to walk around is one thing, but be able to be like entertaining on stage and play an instrument that requires you know some level of dexterity. Uh, yeah. And being aware of your surroundings, I'm sure you don't want to accidentally like walk off the stage mm. so we've it's, it's more of somebody else running into you yeah, which so happens yeah. a lot yeah we, we run into each other quite a bit or we used to anyway we've gotten better with it we've actually modified a lot of our gear and a lot of like um i, I guess you could call them like backstage rules mm-hmm. to, like to try to limit that as much as possible like like we tell our front guys like the master hand and the crazy hand we tell them don't like run across the stage because like, especially for like me, like I can't see at all. Like when I have that thing on, I can't see anything. And especially now, like with that mask changing and we put the LEDs in there, the LEDs sit like this deep. So they're like, I mean, you can't hear it on the camera, but like they sit right in front of my eye. Like if you were to push that mask, like it would, it would poke me in both of the eyes. I wouldn't be able to, you know? Yeah. So it makes it like very, it makes it very challenging. Plus if you're just like trying to do this, you don't want anybody hitting the headstock, you know, if you're just trying to play, but um, it, it still happens from time to time, but we've done things like eliminate all the cables on the stage. Like we've gone full wireless cause we don't, oh, nice. trying, you know, like it does, it creates an obstacle for sure. Yeah, I, best to minimize uh, any kind of potential shenanigan or like or area for trouble is probably good in general for whatever you're trying to do, especially if you're uh, purposefully limiting your own ability to see. Yeah, it's it's for the cool factor, you know. I mean, when yeah. if you're standing in the if you're standing in the audience and you look up and I'm looking at you like dead in the eyes with those lights and everything, it's such a cool thing. Like I've I've seen it from the pictures anyway. Like it looks yeah. really cool, but in all reality, I can't even see you. So <laughs> like I'm looking down like that, but there's you know. Well, it's good to I know that barely... you're just always effortlessly cool then. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. If you're not posing, like, you know. <laughs> that's it. Most of the time, my eyes are closed, and I'm sitting there trying to count. Like, like I'm just struggling to hold on. But like, it looks really cool from the outside. So that's you know, that's worth it. So you mentioned you know, master and crazy hands. So like your 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 performance sort of has like a story element now, right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of evolved to that. Mm-hmm. Where we started bringing in skits and like mini games and all kinds of cool stuff. Cause like mini games, cause you're, you know, you're clearly video game themed, like having mini games in it's pretty fun. Yeah. So is, is it give a chance for like the audience to interact or. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole, that's the yeah. reason we brought both of them in was specifically cause like, I'm, I'm sure you remember from like older comic book days, we just don't have that ability to do that, especially with like what we're playing. It's, it is very technical. It's kind of hard to, focus on that and being um, interactive at the same time, like trying to be engaging. Yeah. Which our answer was to bring in people specifically to be engaging. So that way we don't have to do it. They can do it. I mean, you know, you saw a problem and you, you found a solution. So that's it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What have been some of your favorite like video game soundtracks or even like a, a composer? Cause you know, since you guys are obviously covering video game, music i assume you have ones that you particularly like 
Mm. Yeah. I only know the songs. I don't even know who wrote them. I'll be <laughs> honest. I know like two. Maybe. That's fine. Well, like, what's some of your favorite like game soundtracks then? Well, of course, the Zelda one. It's like yeah, great. Most of the Zelda ones are all. I would great. say, other than Breath of the Wild, they all have really good soundtracks. Yeah. Breath of the Wild was, go- was specifically going for like this minimalist thing. Yeah. So it, it, that's not what it was like. That, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for that game. But like, yeah, yeah like the N sixty four ones are all great. Um, a link to the past is like oh, jamming, Yeah. You, yeah, Koji back in the day was just unstoppable. Pretty much anything we did back in, you know, if it, <laughs> between 90 and, like, you know, like what, like, late N64. I mean, a lot of, I don't know how much of the GameCube stuff he was really involved in. I haven't really gotten to the point where where we can break that stuff down yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're very much into... Uh, like the NES, the Super Nintendo, N64 type stuff. We can get into Sega Genesis too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the newer stuff is, is hard for us to break down. But like, to go back to your question though, like older soundtracks or soundtracks that are favorites, probably a lot of the stuff that we play. Like I, I like it. I like the F Zero soundtrack. It's hard to find a bad song on it. You know, um, Sonic. Even though we don't really. Touch it. Yeah, it's we a have, little weird, but we haven't I really love those songs. Yeah. But yeah, Sonic <laughs> Two, Unstoppable. Yeah, I was gonna say like, uh, so since you guys have more of a mu- musician's ear for this stuff, because I know the so the Genesis and Super Nintendo specifically had very different hardware, especially with their sound chips. So mm-hmm. the Genesis has a very distinct sound, I think, versus that's my technical term for it. Uh, versus you know Super Nintendo. Okay. It, it like, do you find that like maybe that was like it's harder to like translate that in your mind into like your your own like musical, not like musical abilities, but like be do it in like a way that like it makes sense for you to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on just the based on just the tonality from the from the sound chip, like just from the hardware. Yeah, just just um, from listening to those old songs because you were saying like you mostly listen to the music and then like you you then uh are able to 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 translate it into music you can play so based on hardware alone no but they're like the the main difference between like especially those two consoles is pretty evident like it makes me want to play some like genesis stuff more like sonic 2 was extremely punchy in a way that i don't think this that i don't think the super nintendo could ever could ever try to replicate like audio wise i don't think it could bring that punchiness out but like just hearing it would make you want to do it but when yeah you look at it on paper it's very difficult to do because when they wrote this stuff out originally they didn't they didn't record it you know what i mean they didn't record yeah. it like this anyway they didn't like have somebody sit down in a studio learn it and play it that's just not what they did they wrote it ran it through <laughs> you know ran it through whatever they ran it through some sound fonts and that's what you got they ran like depending on the console anywhere from four to 16 tracks alongside of each other and that's how they got the sounds they got and it's, it makes it difficult to try to break it up into like three strings and a set of drums you know yeah i was I guess i guess i was say like they didn't think about it in terms of like people playing it as real music no yeah <laughs> no i'm sure didn't. 
I'm sure they took their jobs seriously and wanted to make good music, but like, I'm sure, especially back in like the Famicom NES days, they weren't thinking like 40 years later, people are going to play music dressed as these characters on stage. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I that's what they were thinking. Yeah. No, so, is there, so we mentioned like, uh, like Sonic and stuff. Is there like any other series you guys would like to tackle that you haven't been able to yet? Mm. Yeah, actually, give me one second. I have a list here. Mm-hmm. I have an entire list here. Oh, hang on. No, it's a problem. I'll cut out the dead parts. There you go. All right, now I have it open. Yeah, I have a massive list here. Let's see. I would love to get into some more. Uh... I never seen this list. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to get into some some more Mario stuff because we haven't really we haven't really touched it too much. Like just kind of here and there, and then we always get distracted. Um, some more Pokemon stuff would be cool. I mean, we've been getting into it pretty heavily lately, but like, there's a lot more to get into. A lot of Sonic, um, a lot of Zelda that we haven't touched. I mean, I would be interested in hearing all of those things because they all have great music. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like, what we end up doing is we just kind of, like, we take the Smash Bros. roster, put it up, you know, put it up on the wall, whatever. We kind of look at it like a character select screen. We pick one, and then we just kind of look at every game they've ever had. Mm -hmm. And then we sit down with a notebook and listen to every song on those soundtracks, and we just kind of go down, and eventually it's just kind of like we might be able to do this one and we write it down or this one sounds really cool. We're definitely going to do this one and write it down. And we just made this massive list of like just this massive list of songs. And we've only gotten to, you know, a small percentage of them, but well, I mean, that's good. That means you've got material for years to come now for a long time. But what we ended up doing to or what we ended up doing as well is we kind of got side sidetracked because we started learning all these songs and then, like I kind of had a realization one day, to uh, the, to the detriment of everybody else, where I realized I was like, hey, some of these notes aren't right, and then mm-hmm. I went down this massive rabbit hole of trying to find like the perfect references for these songs to try to play them as close as possible. It got to the point where like <laughs> we're like ripping, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I would take the ROMs from the cartridges, rip you know the SPC files out. I was breaking them down, turning them into MIDI, converting them over to translate it into guitars, and it got wild. But I ended up doing that for almost a year. I had to do that to all the old stuff we were playing, and then correct mm-hmm. it, and then give it to everybody to relearn it again. It's like wait, oh wait, that's wrong now. Now we're doing it a third time. I mean, did that did that work out? Like, is is it better now, or or do you at least have a system now where it's easier to translate that stuff into your guy's style? It it opens up options for sure. Because okay. now, like how I was saying, you have all those tracks anywhere from four to sixteen. Is now it puts us in a position where we can find out how they overlap, how you know how they work, and we can make we can make like tracks to fill in those gaps so it sounds more full now like now we're not missing some of the background stuff um 
we haven't fully gotten into implementing that yet, but we're we're getting there now. Like now, it's more obvious, and we know how to do it. We know what we're missing. We know what needs to be done. It's just it's a lot of work to do. Okay. Um, and in addition to it, all the because that's so technical, I just I, my eyes just glazed over and. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand any of that. I I, under, I knew what a MIDI file was. I've heard of that, yeah. but that's don't get me wrong. That's really cool. What you just said is some sort of, sort of <laughs> to me. That's about his reaction too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't understand I don't understand how to play music. I don't the rhythm is a foreign concept to me. So all of that stuff sounds really cool. I'm sure one of our listeners knows exactly what you're talking about and is super into it. And point out everything, everything I was wrong about, or just oversimplify. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but you know, in addition to to all this cool new music stuff, and like all of you, you guys have since the last time I've seen you perform, which I think was at Too Many Games, maybe a couple of years ago. Okay. I haven't been to that since the pandemic. Um, but you know, your cost like your costumes have gone up a notch. You've been doing all this new music stuff. You said that, like, you know, you've got Master Hand and Crazy Hand. Yep. Like, you know, so you're doing more crowd interaction things. Uh, but one of the more recent things you've done, and I've seen some of this stuff, uh, is you guys are doing, like, a new merch line, which is pretty cool. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's that's been a massive work in progress. And that's that's been really cool. I'm excited for this to come out. It's going to be starting any day now. Yeah, um, are you allowed to talk a little bit about that? Like, I was kind of wondering what your inspiration was for it. You know, we can talk about it. I sure. can't, I can't show you anything, but I can talk. I can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we started this new. It's like a set of. Uh, it's like a. It's like a set of. Um, of Pokemon designs. They're, they're really wicked. And it, it's kind of evolved. Like every week it's always changing. It's getting no pun intended. Getting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, got <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's been getting like every week it gets more complicated about how we want to go about it. Cause it's, you know, we could just take it. We could just put them online and say, here you go. We, we came out with new stuff, whatever. But we, we tried to, like everything else, we tried to gamify it a little bit. We tried to make it cool. So we have eight, eight different designs that are coming out. And they're, they're going to start as soon as the website drops, which we had our whole website just redone we we went through this whole massive like rebranding new logos new new everything had new photos taken of everything so as soon as that website drops we're going to start dropping them one by one we're going to start revealing these designs out for everybody to see for new shirts and and all that but what we decided to do is after we reveal all eight of them we're going to we're gonna let we're gonna let anybody you know fans whatever that want to vote on it we're gonna let them decide what one starts getting printed first because for for us to go and print all of them is just it's not realistic especially with a massive set like this 
So what we wanted to do is, you know, the natural step is to do them one at a time and we can't decide. So we want yeah. to let everybody else decide. So we're going to have this cool, this cool voting polling system up. We decided to make it like a tournament bracket and we'll, we'll put them up probably for like a week at a time, maybe a little more. We'll see. And just mm-hmm. let everybody vote and we'll move like that. It's, it's going to be really wild. Yeah, I know a little bit about it, and I I'm pretty excited to see the final designs. Yeah, you got a sneak peek on a couple. I got a sneak peek, and like, <laughs> I want the shirt. So, if you guys have any ready for free comic book day, I will buy them. But um, really? I, I'm I, I'm excited. I think people are gonna like it. Um, ideally, maybe we could carry them in the store at some point. But we'll talk. We'll have that conversation off mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I no, I think it's cool, and I think it, it's gonna. I already know I just used the, the next level reference, but I think it'll be like another thing because then it's like, it, it becomes like because the merch works on its own, regardless if you even know it's a band T-shirt. Yeah, and I think that'll potentially bring you into like a wider, you can cast like a wider net of people that comes like into your like, your guys like uh, orbit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Someone walks around with this really cool Pokemon shirt. I I don't want to describe it more than that. Yeah. Um. Like, oh, where'd you get that from? I got it from Super Thrash Brothers. And like, I you mean Super Smash Brothers? And then, I don't know. Yeah. It it's just another <laughs> you know another way to bring attention. And yeah. like you said, it works really well on its own. So I mean, if nothing else, it it just helps. It helps keep us going. It helps us move further do cooler stuff and i mean it's not like you know you get something cool out of it yeah you know, that's the whole that's the whole thing about it it's, it's really cool so either way you're you're getting something cool yeah and i think doing it where because yeah i know it's really expensive to get that stuff printed so i think doing it where people can vote on which ones they want like that gives you a good idea for like how much to also order so i think that's a good idea for a lot of reasons but it it'll be fun to see I'm a big fan of like data and data sets. So I'm like, I'm interested to see who like, Oh yeah. H- how they, they break down percentage wise uh, with popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I can, I could guess which will probably be the two finalists, but I don't know. I haven't seen all the designs. I just kind of have an idea of what they're going to be. Mm. But I, I, I hope I'm surprised. I hope I'm surprised because I could be. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited for people to start seeing them. So I, I wanted to kind of have an opportunity for us to tease it here. Oh yeah. You just, you keep your eyes open. We're going to put them hopefully any day. Now we're going to start, we're going to start revealing them out one at a time. And then it's going to be on our, on our website on super thrash bros.com. That's going to be on our Facebook. It's going to be on our Instagram. We're going to drop them on YouTube. So these reveals are going to start dropping out. Um, everywhere to see them and, then and once, once they start start dropping i'll sh- i'll reshare them and stuff on our social media too appreciate it yeah those they'll be they'll be everywhere well guys thank you for giving me your time hmm. uh, i really appreciate it um one of the fun things about doing this these like little podcast interviews uh, in the lead up to free comic book day is the day is so busy i never get a chance to talk to anybody Mm-hmm. So even though we've been to the this event a few times, like I never got to sit down and, and talk to anyone. 
yeah, it's it's been, it's, yeah and it's been fun like getting to know some of the the people that come to this these things hmm. um so I, I really appreciate it and uh you know anything else you want people to know about your we plugged the website you did say super thrash brothers.com yeah that's that's it super yeah. thrash and then from there i i've got even though it's under construction i've got it up in front of me um, yeah. I think you've got you've got all your social media links already ready to go. Oh so. yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure somebody does. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's that's not my department. That's somebody somebody has that ready somewhere. I'm sure. Well, spoken like uh, a true band guy. Look, I got somebody. <laughs> I pay somebody to handle all of that. Yes, yeah, it's not. You my guys job. just focus on the, the the art and the craft. That's right? it. Yeah, we started bringing in a lot of people to handle all all that other stuff, so we don't have to do that. Yeah, which is also very exciting for a lot of yeah. reasons. Yeah, people that are good at that stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why things like have gone so another level. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a marketing person in. Um, that's not it. that you guys did bad before, but you know, I it it's no as noticeable step up, which is exciting because, you know, I like you guys and we want to support y'all and it's fun to see like local people kind of like become successful in the art that they've chosen to to do you know yeah shows people from jersey aren't all uh people from long island you know on mtv <laughs> no but <sir>. yeah <laughs> i can't believe the jersey shore show is back i don't want to get off on a tangent is it really yeah i started seeing ads for it uh, like one of my did you have, all right, so this is a little off topic, but did you guys ever go to Ozfest? Uh, once, yeah, he did. Yeah, I've I only been once too, but apparently, before Ozzy comes on, he would do like a video thing where he's like superimposed into movies and TV shows from that year. <laughs> and the year I, year I was there, we were, um, I forget because they changed the name of that place so many times, but it wasn't the one on the, the in Camden. Uh, well, you know, you got like the big grass. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like he did one where he was in the uh, Jersey Shore cast member. The whole audience just booed the entire time. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, but that was the year like Avatar came out because he was, he did an Avatar one. That's the only other one I remember from it. But. Oh, wow. It's just watching everyone like turn immediately because the Jersey Shore <laughs> character showed up in, you know, Jersey. Like that was pretty funny. But again, thanks for your guys' time. Uh, oh, for sure. Man. Appreciate you like, having us. Nice. Yeah. We'll see you on May 6th. Yeah, we'll be there. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.